This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey fellas, I love the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host Giuseppe and with me once again is Turtle. And Turtle, you have children, you live in the suburbs. Did you get trick-or-treaters on Saturday? No. Okay. Um, Did you prepare for them? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have enough. Like, you could hit me up in fucking April 15th and I got plenty of candy for you. (laughs) So yeah, tax day is a big day in the <laughs> house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even that. I, I was just trying to make up a random, you know, middle yeah, of the year. <laughs> okay, no, that's good to know. Yeah, that, that's a question I, I had. Like, I went to get my haircut. I think like two weeks before Halloween, and I was talking to my barber because he's got like three kids. And I said, like, what do you? And they're like of age to have remembered going trick or treating. So it would be, it's not like, you know, my kid's two, like he doesn't remember what happened last year or something like that. But, and so I asked him what he was doing and he said they were doing kind of like a parade of sorts. Like, it, like the kids would huh. get dressed up, but like be in cars and go through oh. neighborhoods. I was like, oh. uh, we didn't have any of that weird shit. We had regular ass trick or treaters here. Uh, <laughs> And so you clearly turn off the lights because you don't want any of them. No, what to... we what we did is Jen made pre pre bagged little bags of candy. Okay. So like she made sixty of those, and uh-huh. we just we just put them on the table in front of the driveway, so like nobody had to come near us. We didn't have to go near anybody. Uh, we ran out of candy like an hour and a half into trick or treating. <laughs> oh jeez. So she had to go to the store and get more candy. So uh, uh. we had an abundance of children. All right. Well. Trick or treating to own the libs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of. Funny. No, my mom had like a scavenger hunt type thing for them at, at her house. She has a pretty good sized yard, and that's cool. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Like plastic the... um, gloves and put like candy in them and popcorn and stuff, and then did uh, just like you know, like Easter hunt around the damn yard. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's good. I heard about other people doing the same thing with like the grandparents. Like they would like set up some sort of like something, whether it was like a like you said, scavenger hunt type thing, or like a pseudo haunted shed or something like that. So that way there was some some sort of a Halloween experience. Since we're Which, on the topic. to be fair, aren't almost all sheds kind of like haunted? <laughs> like yeah. if, if you Since go there in the, the dark, I'd like to get your thoughts on something because I find it incredibly egregious. Uh, it, it comes to find out there's a, like a group of friends in our neighborhood here, and one of them gave away popcorn balls. No, your thoughts? No, that's horrific, horrific. Turn off the lights. Like you're better off not giving anything away. Like, I, no, it's it's Halloween. Is that right? is that like a um, circular uh, rice cake, basically? 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a sphere of popcorn that's like stuck together yeah. with sugar, pretty much. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, no, hard pass. Yeah, yeah. I, I was busting his balls big time, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I, I like them." I'm like, "Yeah, you can like them, just don't give them away for kids on Halloween. They want candy, not fucking popcorn balls." Yeah, I've never met a person who did that. Like, I've heard of this, and I, I, I've oh. never actually received it, but I know, I know it exists. I've because gotten I've... them before as a child in the city, and you know what we used to mm-hmm. do to those houses? We used to egg them. After yeah. uh, after we were done getting candy, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> but all right, well, I, I was just curious. Again, we didn't. We live in an apartment. We didn't get anybody last year when, like, you know, it was fine and everything was okay. So that, I was just curious what what, what was going to happen because, like I said, it's that it's one of the few actual like holidays where there's like stranger interaction <laughs> versus the rest of them, which is only like family. So yeah. that's what I was asking. All right. Uh, so last week we had uh, what was it? Week eight in the fantasy football and in the NFL. So the trade deadline for regular players has come and gone, and we have some matchups to look over. So the first one was prime times Nitro against my the Bone Zone, and this was a really weird matchup. I was getting texts during the week from Prime Time, or I think I don't know. I forget when the first one came. Maybe it was Friday or Saturday. And he was basically telling me that he was going to play Tua because he was scared of the wind in Chicago. <laughs> now, Tony, you are a resident of Illinois still. <laughs> yes. Well, how bad was the wind, number oh. one? And number two, have you ever made a quarterback, not a kicker, a quarterback decision <laughs> based on wind? Uh, well, first of all, it was incredibly windy here uh, Halloween weekend. Uh, like Saturday Halloween, like everything was blowing everywhere, like people's costumes. It, it was up to like 30, 40 mile an hour gusts. I don't think it was that bad on Sunday. Um, and to your other point, the only uh, <laughs> quarterback wind situation I remember is Neil O'Donnell used to know <laughs> the, the wind, wind patterns. The wind patterns in like the Meadowland Stadium. <laughs> No, it was in Pittsburgh. Was it, it was Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I, I remember that joke way back when. And yeah, because uh, I think he was playing for the Jets at the time, but they were playing in Pittsburgh. Is that what it and, was? Yeah, and there was a reference like him knowing the wind patterns because he spent <laughs> most of his career in Pittsburgh. That's a blast from the past. That's a that's a. Michael will correct us if it's Yo, not I accurate guarantee, because I think he was the one that probably pointed it out. But uh, yeah, he might even had Neil O'Donnell in his team that year. But uh, yeah, that's the only other uh, instance I could think of. Yeah, so I guess, and he actually did it. Like I, I thought he was trolling me, and he actually did it. Um, the the week started actually on Thursday in this in this matchup. Atlanta was playing against Carolina, and his kicker was just again. It, I I have flashbacks to the Srech kicker scenario when Worm had Denver's kicker, and he kicked like six field goals against me three weeks ago. So uh, Atlanta's kicker uh, Young Hoku, he started off really hot. And then Calvin Ridley was looking okay, but then he got hurt and never came back. And then Koo missed an extra point. So I, I was chasing 14 after Thursday, which I didn't think was, oh, I'm sorry, I, he had 14 there. And then I had Todd Gurley on the other side who got a touchdown late. So 14-9, I, I didn't think I was in too bad a shape until the games actually started. And Jared Goff turned the ball over four times before uh, throwing a touchdown pass. So he had minus eight at one point. I actually texted primetime and I said, I don't think our quarterbacks will combine for 14 points today. They combined for 10. Nailed it. Yeah, I was right there. Um, then Kenny Galladay got hurt for me and didn't didn't catch a pass, didn't do anything, got hurt super early. And that uh, that cooked my goose, as Santino would say. I toggled between 
four different kickers before Sunday, before settling on the Chargers kicker. And he didn't get me negative points, which is what I was worried about. But again, not enough. 59 is a terrible score. You know, I when your quarterback who averages uh, 18 to 20 puts up five, you know, that's that's bad news bears there. Uh, so primetime's terrible error at quarterback did not come back to bite him because um, Drew Brees ended up putting up 28 because he threw a touchdown to Taysom Hill. And the reason why I want to bring that up because uh, Turtle, I don't know if you're watching this or you saw it on Red Zone or whatever, but I guess I, I missed it because I, I had taken a nap or something. But Tony told me that I think the very first drive, it might have even been like the first play of the game, <laughs> Mitch came in for the Bears and did not line up at quarterback. It was kind of like a like a situation where he played. He was he was he lined out uh, outside. That one play, he ended up getting hit. Whether he was blocking, I don't know for sure. And I read today that he's on the injury report. He's going to miss two weeks. So Mitch Trubisky is no Taysom Hill. <laughs> no, he he actually ran the ball on that play. Oh, he ran the ball on he, that play? He was okay. under center. He took the ball. or no, He was in shotgun or something. It was like an RPO. They try to do the Taysom Hill bullshit with, with Mitch, and he ends up getting hurt. <laughs> uh, that's, so, yeah, that's phenomenal. So there you go. Uh, anybody who is crying for Mitch to, to make a return because – the current longest streak of games with an interception is held by Nick Foles at six. And he ties Jay Cutler for, I think some other record that, that, that was, that exists related to, to interception. So uh, things are not going so well for our beloved bears. They got it. So overtime in that game, but they did not uh, end up winning. So, but primetime did. So congrats to him. He moves on to six and two atop the division. Yeah. We didn't do predictions. Predictions. Yeah, like aren't we supposed to get our numbers from last week for these games? We do that for the next show. <laughs> I'll get the shit out of here, bro. We always do it in the preview show, brother. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Sorry guys, we'll see Man, predictions soon. You must have some good shit up there in Minnesota. Yeah, bro. I was gonna say I do, yeah. I need to stop asking about candy and start asking about the other things, the edibles <laughs> or something. Uh, but yeah, so congrats to primetime. He goes to six and two. Next matchup, we've got Turtles fucking savages against Mike's mask up bitches. And I know that we we joked about the predictions, but I think one of the things Tony mentioned was that the, uh, the signature turtle move is when he has a bad record and goes up against a team that's probably better than him. He ends up winning and sure as shit, ding, that ding, happened. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, massive, massive performance out of the DK Macup, Metcalf and... Russell Wilson combo who got you 61 points. Mike only scored 69. Mike, you know, on paper it looked good for him, but you know, I think some of the things that happened were were I think in hindsight predictable. That Baltimore Pittsburgh game, I guess Pittsburgh deserves to be undefeated. They're they're seven and zero, and they they went into Baltimore and they won. They were able to get four turnovers out of Lamar Jackson in that game. So he was, he had a decent game if he would have kept those, but <laughs> unfortunately he didn't. Alvin Kamara continues to be a wide receiver first and a running back third. Didn't get in the end zone, but he caught nine for 96. Mike Evans looked decent, but Deontay Johnson, this guy is just, I don't know, he's cursed. He's had one, two good weeks all season, and he's been basically gets hurt in the middle of the game every game, it seems. I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't, I, I, I just, it, he has a tough time staying on the field. I guess it's the only way of putting it. Then Mike got some negative points out of his defense because New England lost to Buffalo. 
And uh, for you, Turtle, I mean, you you didn't need much outside of those two guys, but you got a, you got a nice contribution out of Julio Jones, seven for one thirty-seven on Thursday. You got James Conner, who's quietly has been putting up like very, I think, predictable numbers. He's like in the nine to fourteen every week, which is which is nice to have. The Mike Davis uh, dream has uh, he's he's awakened. He's awoken. <laughs> it is no more. Uh, a gr- a juicy matchup against Atlanta, but he wasn't able to do shit. And we know that McCaffrey is going to come back now. So I think you got what you needed out of him, and you can move on to Chase Admins Ad- after that. But I mean, Turtle, what are your thoughts, man? You, you were watching the games. So you felt like did you feel pretty good? If you know uh, about things going into the because I think Seattle San Francisco was a late game, right? Yep. Yeah, it was late. Um, I think I was doing all right pretty much the whole day. Uh, the Tampa Bay game was pretty late too, wasn't it? I believe was that, that was night? that was the Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, going into Monday night, he didn't have twenty-eight points on his team. So it, I mean, like, uh, no, I, was I mean, Evans was not going to do that. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he needed like sixty-some points on Monday night out of the kicker and Evans, and I just didn't see it. So I, I felt good about it. Um, like I said, I, I said it just like Tony did. I get into these matchups where it's like, you know, you're six and one and you got a better team. And he, he did have to deal with some bye week stuff or injuries or whatever. But, you know, that was the breaks. Yeah, I I, I saw this one coming from a mile away. M- Mike has been running hot this whole season. And uh, he, he finally ran into some bad luck and some bye weeks. But uh the best thing that you guys did was you did not change your avatar to taunt Mike Leitro because uh, we all know he'll find you. I have no control over that avatar. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't know who these people are on the faces or anything. <laughs> it looks like BDI. That is BDI on the left. He's Kanye. And, who's, and that that's Worm on the right. As okay. Taylor Swift. Yes. Damn, Worm, you got a soft face, bro. <laughs> Uh, well, congrats to you and Ivica and, um, <laughs> and hopefully it starts something for you and you can kind of make a nice late season push here. Uh, next matchup, we've got Kowalski's Washington crack ass crackers against, uh, Micah's, uh, he was something that was he still the, the Serbian thing or was he the, um, Legion of Zubaz last week? I think it was Legion of Zubaz. I think he went back to the Legion of Zubaz, but, uh, th- th- yeah. I think he's done with that name. Yeah, I think so, too. We know that he's got uh, something else up his sleeve or down his throat that he might be choking on with with uh, his upcoming team name. But, yeah, uh, Kowalski, I think he waved the white flag two weeks ago. And now he's 500, <laughs> of course. He's won a couple of games. Uh, his Green Bay guys continue to to, to do the, the job. 48 out of those two. And Micah had 53 in total. So, again, a nice contribution there. Cooper Cup. He had a very, very good game, despite the terribleness that was uh, Jared Goff. He caught 11 for one time because Goff, I think, attempted 55 passes in that game. So he had uh, a nice double-digit performance. The revenge game that was not. (laughs) Le'Veon Bell playing against the Jets at home. Got a total of nine touches and scored four points. Uh, Turtle, do we think that he's like he's done, like that that it wasn't just the Jets that made him done, but like he's been he's just done, done? No, I, I, God, no, I can't say it yet. Really? Okay. Yeah, I can't say it yet. I mean, like, I don't think he's um worth the money he was asking, 
But I think like if they put him in instead of Clyde Edwards Alary, he's gonna be fine. Hmm. Okay. Tony? Uh I, I think what's happening with him right now is when he's in the game, he's gonna run the ball because they probably don't trust him enough to uh to pass protect. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. he doesn't know the playbook that well, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, so six rushes and seven yards. So when he comes in the game, he's got a big target on his back. You know, like they know he's going to get the ball. Yeah, for sure. Um, for Micah, I mean, really nothing to speak of. He, he just is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> his team was a mess going into the game. I think he had some injuries or bye week concerns or something like that. It's tough to tell now because he's made some, some changes to the roster. But, um, I mean, Zeke is, very much suffering greatly the Dak Prescott injury. He had eight against Arizona, four against Washington, and now five against Philly. It's just he he can't seem to, to put anything together because of that. Derrick Henry, I mean, he had a nice game, 13 points, you know, 112 and a touchy, touchdown there. Nothing out of Baker Mayfield, 33 the week before, only three against Vegas. That was one of the games that had wind and early, so... I, I guess that's the reason why it was low scoring. So I, I guess we can attribute it to that. But he only threw 25 passes as well. So I don't know what what, what was going on there. I, to be honest, Red Zone did not, believe it or not, <laughs> shocking. Red Zone didn't show Vegas against Cleveland you know, too like, much. He, he, they have those commercials where he's like living in the Cleveland Stadium. You'd think he would know the wind <laughs> patterns better. You know, he spent so much time there. Uh, yeah, and they made new ones of those. I <laughs> I, I like think we talked about it one. earlier. Like, I why like the, are people? I like the grocery <laughs> one. The grocery one's great because I do that all the time. Where I care, try to carry all the groceries in. Yeah, and then like you can't open the door. Then you're like, fuck! I got to put all of these down. So the the thing about that is, it's like everybody like makes fun of California because they charge you for ba- for plastic bags and stuff like that. I'm like, honestly, it's like a blessing using reusable bags because then you don't have to make all those extra trips because you can load those things up to like infinity. And it's only one trip. You know what you is, do? What's that? You get an Ikea bag. One bag, all your groceries, one shot. Boom. Okay. And they're like they're like a dollar. Ikea yeah, bags I have are something wonderful. similar, a Costco one. Yeah, those are good too. I can fit three of my other ones in it. Like if I I almost treat it like a suitcase where I can use the, the my regular just uh reusable bags as like complete apartments inside of the big one that's, that's and, like an italian suitcase okay yeah exactly you carry, you carry whoa, 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 your bread whoa, whoa. and your pasta <laughs> yeah 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 but anyway uh that that's enough of that kowalski gets the win he goes to 500 congrats micah drops to 500 and uh, loses ground in the division next matchup we have tony's covid mania against santino's it's time to lose <laughs> and, but, and believe it or not tony was very worried about what was happening in this game <laughs> Um, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was just killing it, right? He had like three touchdowns in the first half, and it was like, oh my god! And then, like, I started to notice the I had the Dalvin the uh, Green Bay Minnesota game on Maine because the Bears were not playing, uh, and holy fuck, Dalvin Cook! Um, let's talk about this game for a minute. Yeah, he's a very good football player, that's for sure. Yeah. I have him in another league, and I could not believe 
the amount of uh, scoring. he. I mean, he was breaking off every run. Like, he touched a ball. I'm Turtle, I mean, this game was local for you. You watch him every week. Like, every carry was like 6 to 10 yards, it seemed like, in that game. Yeah. Minnesota got the win. Like, you have to be thrilled. Like, like you, you, there's no way you could have expected that. We, we talked about it. Like, that they were down to, like, they were missing their, their starting three corners, and you said that, that those guys weren't good to begin with. So... <laughs> Yeah, I've given up on this team. Like, I, I mean, I'm not even excited about the win, really. It just, I've lost all hope. Oh, I was excited. Tell me, let me tell you what. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine it was amazing to watch. 41 points. 32 yeah. times. 41, yeah, 41 points. 41 points, uh, four touchdowns, and, uh, man, I was just rolling in it. And then, uh, you know, Santino, he just didn't have enough to keep pace. I had the big no. game from Dalvin Cook. I had a pretty good game from Gio Bernard, um, 20 points. And the uh, the Joe Burrow to Gio Bernard, I think it was late in the fourth quarter. Like, that oh, was just so it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was just gravy, baby. It was all over before then. But uh, Santino did not play Gronkowski. He sat him. Um, he, he did play Robert Woods, so that was good. He got 23 points out of him. And how many goddamn rushing touchdowns has Robert Woods had this year? Um, he is only had two, believe it or not, but he has, uh, four, seven, eight, 10, 16 rushing attempts this season. (laughs) So he basically averages two a week (laughs) as a receiver. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's got two touchdowns this year. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, Gronk's up to three touchdowns in three consecutive weeks. I'm. I'm flabbergasted by this entire situation. <laughs> I feel like if if he scores another one next week, I have to give Santino some sort of like uh, apology or something like that salami. because he's definitely outperformed any expectations I had for him and how he was just rolling early on in the season. So, yeah, I mean, good. I mean, good performance with Santino. Like, let's let's say what it is. Like, he he beats you know almost anybody this week except for what two teams. So. It's it's definitely a situation where he played he played hard he played well but just a difficult matchup for him so you know better luck next week you know we'll see what happens it's it's always tough when you play the the highest score but at least you lost by you know fifty something versus like ten like some some of the other times. I still think he made the right moves. Yeah, you think? I mean, I mean, yeah, his lineup looked good. I mean, at the end of the day. I don't know what you do differently. What do you take out? You, I mean, yeah. you expect Minnesota to trail. Justin Jefferson has been blowing up. DJ Moore, I mean, it, I would play him over the other guys. But yeah, was, yeah. I mean, Claypool's tough to play because they're playing Baltimore on the road. You know, that's that's yeah. never a good matchup. Oh, I like, I, yeah, I like every single move he has. Yeah, he he did the right thing. Like he he yeah. I mean, the, at the end of the day, he did, he did the right thing, and that's all you can ask for. So next matchup. Tony, do you remember Matt's team from last uh, yeah, week? Yeah, it was uh, Hill, Home Improvement, right? Yeah, it was because yeah, there was a Jonathan Taylor reference yes, in there. Hill Improvement, I believe. Yeah, Hill Improvement. There you go against Worm's team. Taylor Worm gets the the ten point victory here. Uh, we've we've kind of been talking about it this year. The Matt's got uh, a lot of uh, struggles. <laughs> issues, <laughs> to put it mildly. He's got issues, yes. Yeah. To put it mildly, you know, 
he starts Wayne Gallman, nine points, which is probably like more than he probably expected. Allen Robinson's been really good for him, and same with Tyler Boyd. But then George Kittle gets hurt when he's already had Austin Eckler, who's been hurt, on top of you know his bad quarterback situation. It's just a lot of a lot of bad things happening there. And then once again, he he didn't start him thankfully, but Scotty Miller, this guy, the you know I, I can't wait for the fantasy football experts to stop like gushing over this dude. I get it, he's small, he's white, and Tom Brady is his quarterback, but he's not going to be Julian Edelman. He's not going to be Wes Welker. Like, let's just let that go, okay? It ain't happening. Stop trying to force Scott Miller into our lives here. I fell for it once, and I did not fall for it again when Godwin got hurt, and this is why. So, for Worm. I mean, Zach Moss, who Turtle was going to throw away and ended up trading to him, he put up 17 points on a nice performance yeah. against New England, who's... My bad on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> Tyreek Hill had 21 points, four catches, 98 yards, and two touches. This is the, literally... Was it last week we were talking about this, how Tyreek Hill used to be like this boom-bust guy? This is one of those boom gays that he used to have, where he'd just catch the ball a couple of times, but there were these like long touchdowns. Yeah, so, this was the Tyreek Hill game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, not, not a lot to speak about a Worms team. Only 72 points, a lot of like, you know, sevens and eights. Amari Cooper, only one point. Ben DiNucci, still not good after a week of of the playbook, of getting all the reps and everything else. And then now we hear that Andy Dalton is fine from a concussion standpoint, but he's got COVID. Yeah, there's a lot of that shit we're going to talk about next on the next show here. There's a lot of COVID mania going wild on the NFL. Yes, very ben much DiNucci so. has got to be one of the worst NFL players I've ever seen play. Uh, the, the worst what about quarterback is still Nathan Nate Peterman. Peterman for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. He had that like uh, six interception half or whatever yeah. it was. Or yeah, he did. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, but this guy just his entire he's broken. He's not a quarterback. His throwing motion. He looks like a like a double A pitcher. The guy just like <laughs> sidearms everything, and I mean it just he's got this terrible release. Nothing looked good. Like they just knew they didn't have a chance with that guy. It was awful. Yeah, it's, it's so funny bad. because, because the broadcasters make it sound like he's like, oh, look at him being creative to throw the ball, like to get rid of the ball. But then when he does it like 15 times in a game, it's like, no, 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 no. That's just how he throws the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he had this weird throwing motion. It was awful. Yeah, I, I agree. I remember seeing it at first again. I thought it was just him trying to like, he was under pressure. So he was just trying to get rid of it, yada, yada, yada. But no, it was it was not that. He's just, he throws weird. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, congrats to Worm. Gets a nice big victory there. And because of that win, he gets a one-game advantage over Mike in the division. Final match, we've got Pee-wee McLean's BDI is a coward against BDI's God Emperor President D's nuts. 73-63 victory for Pee-wee McLean. Um, majority of his, his scoring came from the Chargers quarterback, the Corey Davis and A.J. Brown combination combined for was at 50 of his 73. Uh, BDI got a huge game out of his defense, <laughs> courtesy of Ben DiNucci. <laughs> yeah. 19, 19 points there. Um, Matt Ryan didn't do much on Thursday night. Then, yeah, single digits across the board. Melvin Gordon, who somehow continues to still play football despite having a DUI. <laughs> I'm, I'm, still, I'm still confused as to what's happening there. But he, he, he played. He got him seven points. He picked up Greg Ward, didn't do much. Um, 
yeah, across the board, just it, it was tough matchups. You thought Adam Thalen might do a little bit more because you thought that Minnesota would be trailing, but they gave it all the cook. Um, so yeah, Pee McLean gets gets the ten point victory here. You know, not a ton to speak of. I think it's going to be a definitely a very close race as to who's going to win Rookie of the Year this year between Herbert and Burrow. Uh, both teams are not winning games, <laughs> and the Chargers keep losing them in Atlanta Falcons like fashion. I wish they could play each other. <laughs> Can we do that? Like week 18, create a, a game between the two just to see how they could possibly lose. Who could choke the biggest lead? Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on these guys? Who's better? I think Herbert's better. I agree. I, I like Herbert better just by the eye test. I think I think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback all around. I think Herbert is like um, more gifted and just like has that that ceiling. I think over their careers, Burrow will win more games. But I think Herbert is like the more flashy, fun, can make the long, huge plays. And he doesn't. Yeah, he's got a ridiculous arm. Which yeah, it, it, he looks good throwing it long. Yeah, that's my and that's the thing that I always gravitate towards. Like a lot of people when they're looking at it, they're looking at, you know, other things. Like obviously, like he looks the part, right? I, I ignore that. I just like the what the the accuracy and uh ability that he has to throw in that deep ball because that's something that I always like was super envious of because it has to be so freaking hard to be able to time all those factors, right? The amount of distance it's gonna take to, for the ball to get down the field, enough air you need to put under it so the guy can get to it, like the the gap that that he has between the defender, like that's the stuff that I always found like to be the most, you know, like man, like this is why they pay quarterbacks so much money. So when I see a guy who can do that at his you know, age to make the right decision and not like f- fuck up and have a safety over the top. Who's going to pick it off or anything like that. Like he's, he's been really, really solid when it comes to that stuff. So yeah, I, I lean towards Herbert. I know why you I like d- him. Why is that? I know why you like him. It's the hair. The hair <laughs> reminds you of a young Dan Marino. <laughs> he's got the strong arm. He's fearless. He's got the flowing locks. So I think that's, I think that's why you like him. He runs 15 times better than Marino, like, ever did. That's <laughs> yes, for damn sure. That is Marino, true. even in his prime, could not run but like that. But the arm That's talent good. is quite similar, I would say. Yeah, and it's funny because before the draft, like, that was the guy that everybody was pegging Miami to take instead of uh, Tua. So I thought that it's kind of interesting that he ended up landing there. But, yeah, so congrats to Pee Wee McLean for, for their win. They go to 500. BDI drops to 3-5. and five. Now we move on to the money players of the week. <laughs> and at quarterback, we have Santino and Pat Mahomes. Straight cash, homie. At running back, we go to the land of, of 10,000 lakes and we give it to Dalvin Cook and Tony. Straight cash, homie. And a wide receiver, the redemption game from last week's Dud of the Week. He ends up being the money player is DK Metcalf for Turtle. Straight cash, homie. Uh, that's consecutive weeks for different Seattle wide receivers. Last week it was Tyler Lockett. This week it's Metcalf. So fun fact that only I probably find interesting. Now I move on to the start of the week. Start of the week. 
And some might accuse us of being lazy because this is the same reason why we gave the start of the week last week to Tyler Lockett, but we're giving it to Dalvin Cook this week because 41 points is a very, very big fantasy number at running back. Tony, we're you were doing some research before the podcast. Uh, where where does this like land in terms of some of the, the bigger performances that we saw at running back historically? Oh, uh, I closed that window. Hold on. Let me close oh, no. it again. Give me like two seconds. Okay. Uh, so we, we had, a, we had some, some, I had some questions about what was the best game of all time. And, uh, Dalvin Cook doesn't come close. It was, uh, actually Clinton Portis in 2003. He, he scored 55 points in a standard league, uh, 218 yards rushing, five touchdowns. 36 yards receiving, uh, and then sh- close behind him was Sean Alexander, your guy. My guy. Uh, this had to have been on a Sunday night because he always killed Sunday night football, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, he had 53, so he's very close behind. Uh, five touchdowns total, um, but not as many yards. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was it was a great game. I don't think it's going to crack the top 10. Um, it, it might, uh, it might slide priest Holmes out maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. it might. Um, he had 48 points in a standard league in 2002 as well. But yeah, very, very strong performance. So congrats to you and Dalvin cook. Now we move on to the dud of the week. Uh, and this is a victim of his circumstance, but we're going to give it to Amari Cooper, who literally did not catch a pass until the middle of the fourth quarter. He only ended up with one point for Worm. You know, it was a game where they were throwing the ball an awful lot. They were, you know, not playing well, and he was just not able to to get anything done. It was mostly uh, Michael Gallup, right? He got most of the points in that game, I think, uh, among the, the, the few completions that we saw. <laughs> we saw... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that we saw Danucci make, but yeah, it was uh, that was the the the, the best recipient out of uh, the the core there. So, move on to the lucky bastard. One lucky bitch. And we're giving this to Worm two weeks in a row. Now, Worm, I'm I'm gonna like give you a pass on this one. It was difficult to call. Ten was the margin of victory in multiple games. And that was the the smallest margin. So I only gave it to you instead of Pee Wee McLean because you scored one less point than they did. So if you want to be mad at me, send me an email or join the podcast or listen to the podcast. Any of those things would be accepted. So, and now finally, the world's worst fantasy owner. Fantasy football owner of the week. Uh, And that one's going to go to Micah. Man, oh man. Tough game, my friend. Uh, you're on a little bit of a, a tailspin there. You know, hopefully things uh, improve for you in the in the near future here. But uh, for the time being, you, you took it on the chin, only scoring 53 points and taking the W against Kowalski. So that's going to wrap it up for our Week Eight recap, fantasy football scoop and poop. All right, show's over. I'm tired. Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.